my gosh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 50-Minute Rev. I have to crank up my music really loud. I'm so tired tonight. Sorry for the late start. Um, let me get this thing faded out, and I'll talk to you a little bit. Uh, yeah, sorry for the late start tonight. Um, I was in Houston today taking care of some business. Got it all taken care of, but I was running late. So my apologies to you guys. I've gotten some comments, people wondering, where'd you go? Where'd you go? I'm sure all the religious right want me to disappear anyway, but it's all good. I love them anyway. I love them despite themselves. So, hey, there you go. How are you doing, Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. It means we've got one more day to hump day. And actually, I'm going to do you a favor tonight because I'm going to do this really, really short and sweet. I'm going to read you this prophetic word. Then you're going to get to go to bed and you can go do your own little thing, but you'll be so happy. You're going to be so happy because you're going to know what's going on in your world right now. You're going to be snappy, happy, snappy, happy, peppy. So there you go. A poet and I didn't know it. Anyway, I <clears throat> hope you're doing well. A lot of things happening. I mean, you know, I think a lot of the things the body of Christ has been experiencing uh, the last two weeks, I want to say probably mm, two months, really, to be honest. A lot of a lot of hard things going on within the body of Christ. I think God is using it to help us to grow up a little bit, make us make some choices about um, where we want to be. Where we want to be, you want to grow up in him, you want to stay where you are, where things are really hard, or do you want to come up and over learning to reign, rule and reign with him? So these are choices we're all being faced with right now, but things have been kind of tough from people, been really tough. Are you going to settle for where you're at on the level of Christ that you're at, uh, even in your fatigue? Because see, the key to that is, before I get into the word, um, the key to that is, is in knowing that all you have to do is ask for a new door and you've got instant strength because of the joy of the Lord or the joy of the Lord is your strength. You can start praying these scriptures, but you have that authority. So we're learning as the bride, as we're coming inside uh, and I'm not trying to rhyme. It's just happening like that, but we're learning to step up and into these places, these heavenly places, uh, new graces, even that give us the things that we need, the things that we need, but you have to choose in this hour, you have to choose. God's not going to ask you. He's not going to beg you because he's looking to see who's tried and true. So that brings me to the word. Oh, gosh, this is a good word tonight. Oh, 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 it's a good word tonight. So I was spending time with Jesus yesterday. I love my time with the Lord. Absolutely love it, especially lately, because I've been kind of asking some questions about the nation. and. I started, actually, God woke me up uh, before I get into the Word. He woke me up out of a silent sleep last night. I called a friend, and I started seeing this vision of America in this box. We were in this box. And the walls, all four panels of the walls were like video screens up in our face, smooshing, smooshing us all in, in front and behind us. So... Well, we weren't finding out the truth. We couldn't hear the truth. We couldn't find the truth. And so we were all confined in this false reality. And then I asked the Lord about it. I said, what do you have to say about that, God? He said, I'm, I'm about to blow their walls down. He said, because what Americans don't know, and this is why you have to come up into being seated beside Christ in heavenly places. You have to do this. It is a must. And you've got to get free from you to do it. But the Lord said, if you don't know how to discern a holy reality, 
my truth, says the Lord, versus a demonic reality, then you're going to get stuck in the lurch and you're going to settle for the curse because of the spirit of religion on you. Because that's all that some of you have known. That's all that some of you knew. And so you're easily duped because of your flesh. And you've got to get free from the things that keep you earthbound, i.e. the flesh. So that's when I started seeing these structures being built and some being heavily torn down outside of this box. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's a whole nother world outside of this box that America's being confined within. Ooh, and the only way you're going to find out is by entering in. Mm, imagine that. Okay, here we go. Here's the word. Here's the word. 15 Minute Rev Tuesday. Come to cleaner streams. Don't quit, bride. Keep pressing. Keep pressing past your suffering. Because some of you are really going through some things right now. And then the final part of this is the power of alignment. The power of alignment. And I'm going to get into some of these things. And matter of fact, if you will just listen, I am not here to hurt people's feelings. I'm not here to offend. Actually, I kind of am, um, but not on purpose. Hey, Tammy Hall, what's going on with you, girl? Uh, but anyway, I'm not, I'm not here to win a popularity contest. I'm here to obey the Lord and tell you what he's telling you. But you have to understand a few things if you're going to listen to this podcast. <clears throat> First of all, you've got to understand that there are mercy people and there are truth people in the body of Christ. There are also double mercy prophets and double truth prophets. I be one, double truth. So I can't help but be me. This is all I've ever known all my life. I have to be me. I've got to, just like you got to be you. And so I, I, you've, like you've been lifted up for such a time as this, so have I, because the Lord knew the times that we were fixing to enter into where the truth would be few and far between. So why does God put such heavy truth in and around you? So to help you find your way through. So if you're going to come on these podcasts and you're going to get all bent and walk away with your panties in a wad, then this is not the podcast for you. It's not. You'll just look at me with your religious spirit and you'll be like, ah, you're not of God. Like you do everybody else probably. And, and you don't know my heart. You don't know me. And, and I love you anyway. I love you despite yourself. But the whole point is why waste your time if, if I don't have anything to offer you? That's, that's, that's the bottom line to this conversation. If you don't think I have anything to offer you, God bless you. We're not going to wish you ill will. Go on. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord spit you. So there you go. Okay, let's go. Let's get on with the conversation. Jesus came to divide. He, not to bring peace. He came to divide the truth from a lie. And he came to divide mothers from fathers, sisters from brothers. He came to separate the truth from a lie. People who were operating in truth versus people who were operating in their own reality. The flesh. There, there are things you think are true. And they're no more true than the man in the moon. And this is all free tonight. Can you imagine? You can get this for free. You'd have to pay 20 bucks to go to a movie. You can watch me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Brett Starling. Sydney, Australia. How goes it, brother? It's good to see you, man. Hey, mate. Good day. Good day, mate. That's my buddy from Australia. I love Brett. He's great. He's a good friend of mine. It's good to see you, brother. So anyway, it's good to see you guys. I, I'm just here trying to help you understand what's going on around you. But that started off with the vision. So this is what is happening to you, what God told me last night. Okay. Tell me if you can relate. Pop it up in my board if you want to. I'll just talk to you. Maui. Golly. Two of my favorite places. I may have to come visit. I love Maui. 
How are you guys doing over there, by the way? You guys doing okay? Been praying for you guys too, Maui. We love you guys. I'm glad to see you too. So, okay, this is what God said. I'm glad you guys are here. <laughs> okay, right on, Brett. So, what's going on around you spiritually? What's going on around you spiritually? We're dealing with many that need to get cleaned up. No, no hidden message there. That's kind of in your face. That's the truth there. So, <laughs> right on. We, okay, I'll stay on topic. I'll get into Brett in a second because he's going to be one of my guests soon. So, okay, we're dealing with many that need to get cleaned up because their hearts have been polluted with religion and death or with personal hurts or bloodline cursings, corruption. Okay, so what the bride is currently experiencing is coming from the hearts of corruption and their frustration to enter into heavenly things. It's hindering you. If you haven't gotten free from you, your heart is holding your blessings back from you because of what you're choosing to do, where you're choosing to be. Okay, so half the bride's battle has been to fight not just the occult. Hey, Joyce Romer, but now... We have to fight those stuck in corruption. It's called friendly fire. We're not supposed to be fighting. If you say you're a believer, you're not supposed to be fighting your brothers and your sisters. You're supposed to be praying for them. <clears throat> That's the way you enter in too. You learn to do things God's way. But either way, they're going the wrong way. They're going the wrong way. Not towards heaven, which is the key to revival. And it's the key for many looking to come back to the king and participate in the latter glory. They can still come and take part, but they have to get rid of their heartache and those things that keep them stuck away from entering where they desire to be. I'm telling you, a lot of people, when they talk about deliverance ministry and we talk about getting free from you so you can enter into heavenly things, People don't understand that sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Because when we talk about deliverance, everybody's like, shh, we don't talk about demons over here. No, not going to do that. I can talk about that. When God is trying to tell you, hey, I've been putting my finger on a few things. And if you'll let me deal with you, I'll bring you out of your suffering. I'll bring you out of these blocks, out of all these things that hold you back. See, deliverance is the key. It is the key. To you coming into destiny. It is the number one key. Ever heard that little kid in that commercial? He said he does this with his fingers. He says, no, 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 no. I love it, little kid. And what did, ha what did that have to do with Jack Squad? I don't know. It just felt good to tell you that. You just see that commercial. It's great. So this is what God's telling you. This is what, while, while, while I'm ADHD and out on you. The bride's saying, Lord's saying to the bride, don't you dare quit praying and pressing forward. You're almost there. Don't you? I don't care how tired you are, says the Lord. You press past your pain. And, and I had to even do it. I'm, I'm having to do it too. We're all having to do it. Had some horrible things, hard things I had to walk through some last week. And, and God said, you're going to get, you can wallow in this. You're going to get back up, David. You're going to start praising me. So I had to stand back up and start praising my way forward. And guess what? That works real well. You know that? That really works well. I actually learned that from a good friend of mine. And this is a hard thing to talk about, but her sister had been killed in a horrible car accident. And she asked for me. 
And and I kept I was thinking, oh no, she didn't want to talk to me. <clears throat> and I can't imagine what I had to say because I, I don't deal deal with death anyway. I don't deal well with it. And um, I never have. And so the Lord said, you better get your tail back. Get over there. Go. Go see her. And, and because the Lord knew he was making me face a few things too about the topic. And I went. And she and I talked. And, and my heart was absolutely broken for her. Because she was a pastor's daughter. And you just don't like to see things like that happen to people. Especially people that you love and care about. <clears throat> but then in the middle of the conversation, she goes, Missy. Because we were in singles program then. She goes, do you want to go back to Hyde Park and go to the singles meeting tonight? And I was like, huh? <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely flabbergasted. I was like, what? I said, no, you have to be with your family, right? She's like, no, I want to get, I want to be with the Lord. I want to praise God. And I was blown away. I was like, what, what, I mean, what are you going to say to that? Really? And I was like, what, 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 am I telling her No. In her worst time of need. So I said, sure, we'll take you over there and we'll bring you back home. We went. First thing she does is she gets up and starts putting her hands up in worship and praising the Lord. And I sat there and started just weeping for my friend. I was hurting for her. and But I was blown away by her ability to praise God in the midst of her suffering. Raising her way through. And then they tell you the best part of the story. When I went to her sister's funeral, talk about blowing away, blowing the roof off the house. They were praising God so strong, it, it should have blown the roof off the house. I left that place praising God. And I thought to myself, I didn't leave sad. I didn't leave sad. I left pumped up. I left, oh my gosh, that's the way I want to go out. I'm going to skid into heaven and say, God, it's been a great ride. Woo! Thank you. Now let's get this party started. Sincerely. But you have to choose sometimes. You have to choose if you're going to wallow in your stuff or if you're going to go through. God doesn't want you staying stuck in your stuff. He wants you to raise up as that pure spotless bride that he knows you are. I don't care how old you are. You're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. You're never too old to change. It's not too late for God to bring you in, but you've got to choose to get past you because sometimes we're our own worst enemy, but don't you dare quit. So God knows you're exhausted, but the good news is that your enemy is worse off than you. Okay, there you go. And only you get to go through to the other side. That's the Cracker Jack prize in this conversation. Only you get to go through to the other side. So where you can begin to abide in heavenly places. And actually, this is the cool part of my conversation with the Lord yesterday. I started having this vision. I love talking to him anyway. I love visiting the Lord because he's he's got a hilariously funny sense of humor. But he's also just, it's just fun. It's just fun to learn about heaven and about what he has to say. And so I was standing I found myself in this vision standing at the banks of the rivers of living water of heaven. And the sun was setting. And Jesus came up and stood alongside of me, saying, Come and drink and taste and see if I'm not good. Because I want you to see that I'm good even in your suffering. And I was actually thinking to myself, Golly, 
How can I see good in this? But that's the place he's trying to get us to. He's trying to get us to know that regardless of what we go through, he will always be good. God will always be good. It matters not. Because when you operate in the true love of Christ, true love expects the best of everything, of everyone, but especially of a holy God. You always get into this place where you think, you know, God, how are you going to work this for my good? You ever been there? Where you're going through some tough stuff and you think, well, God, how are you going to work this for my good? How's this going to work out? And you start getting excited and praising God. And then the next thing you know, the test is over. And guess who's on the other side looking at all the good God brought you through? Hey, Misty, it's good to see you. But in this vision, I was really amazed because God cupped his hands and he placed them into the water. And he lifted his hands up to me and he said, drink. Because I want you to drink. And and so I drank. And as I drank, the sky illuminated with God's glory. And then he said, I'm taking you through pools of restitution, beginning now. Beginning now. And as you begin to wade through my glory to fulfill your story in me, as I begin to show thee how kingdom can really become a reality to those who believe. And he said, Missy, look up the definition of restitution. I said, really? He said, yes, yes. So I did. And I wasn't trying to be smart. I was just like, okay. And and so restitution is the act of giving back to a, a person something that was lost or stolen or paying them money for the loss. How many of you are owed a few things for all the hell you've been through? How many of you are owed a few things by the enemy? <clears throat> I have to say, I am. Me. Because I don't know about you, Joseph, but for the last 30 years of this stuff that God has been taking us through, he's allowed the Josephs to go through 30 years of testing, of, of incident after incident after incident, being in prison, uh, being falsely accused, being persecuted by people, especially the religious right, being uh Wrong, misunderstood, all these different things that were never you. So, Jesus said this. He said, there are those who think that they know me, but they only know of me. They don't truly know the king or my heart or that they would have allowed me or they would have allowed me to impart my truth to give them a new start. They didn't want to submit to a power greater than themselves. So they got stuck in the hour they currently reside in. And I could not make their time new. But had they known who wanted them to sit beside him next to the throne, I wanted to give to them, then they could have ruled from the cosmos. Where only heaven knows the secrets of heavenly things. And then I saw myself back in the vision again back beside the rivers of living water. When I saw Jesus along with his bride of followers walking along the rivers, but staying very near to them. It's because the waters, the living waters of God are filled with truth. And right now, how many of you would have to agree that we're kind of in a season where it's hard to find the truth. We can't find it in the news. Hard. You have to search it out. It's hard to find churches with the truth because of watered-down Christianity. 
Um, it's hard to find people who are even hearing the truth of God, the truth of the spirit or the spirit of truth. Let me say it correctly. The spirit of truth because they're mixing it with their flesh. So their fivefold giftings are polluted. So the bride is kind of thirsty right now. And the only way to hear is to come inside. That's the only way. So this is a season where many, says the Lord, will turn to other things to call them heavenly because they cannot find the streams to drink from, to find truth from. But the truth is that those hearts had begun to depart from my wells a long time ago. Because until a soul is willing to look from with to willing to look within, will that soul be able to see what is keeping it from me? It's not the spring from without that's holding it back, but the muddied waters from within, says the Lord. When a soul tries to flow through muddied waters, things get stopped up and that soul gets dysfunctional. Because the only good drinking water comes from me. The life giver of streams, because only I can create pure flows so that a soul can grow into who I meant for it to be. <clears throat> and then God said this. If you've been drinking from the muddied for a while, then chances are your soul has already grown weary in looking. You're tired. You've already gotten tired because this is how. When you're, when you're being fed the truth, you're learning how to press wine. You're learning how to get into new oil and keep your lamps lit, meaning you're staying in the right time. So a lot of people are misaligned now because they haven't been hearing the truth. They've been hearing watered-down Christianity mixed with religion. Right on, Brett. <clears throat> right on. But the Lord says, they got weary in looking thinking that the stream that they were drinking from was of me when that stream was the conduit actually of their suffering. When you're not being fed truth, you don't know how to get changed or be changed by God because they're not promoting that. The devil doesn't want you changing. He knows that if you transform and become more Christ-like, guess who gets to come inside and sit beside the king and operate in heavenly things? Do you really think he wants you there? No. No. So he kept you unaware. This is what God says over America. America's in the place where a dissolution of power has begun, where both sides are fighting to the death for freedom. But obviously we know one is not death. It's, it's actually, or not freedom, excuse me, not freedom, but death. But the Lord says, I'm bringing her back to her glory again within me. To where my people will have the chance to find life again. And in your weariness, in your difficulty, hurt, and sorrow, did I not say, don't worry about tomorrow? Because I'm already there. And I'm not taking you to a place called nowhere. I'm taking you to your place of prosperity, to where you can begin again as my bride to show others how to enter in and come inside. So that tells me this first group of people that are coming in <clears throat> into heavenly things are called standard bears. You're Joseph's. Hello. Elijah's. Elijah is the front runner for Jesus Christ. Jezebel is the front runner for the Antichrist. 
Jezebel's main objective is to steal identity, to keep you floundering and wilderness wandering, where you never get into destiny. Never. And it also asserts authority, true authority. It keeps the truth from coming into the room because it's a manipulative and a controlling spirit. It's the mother of religion. It's, it's apparatus is the spirit of death. Matter of fact, the gatekeeper that allows it into a ministry is the spirit of bitterness, <clears throat> where it prays through the fivefold giftings, whether it's on leaders or followers. That spirit abuses those fivefold giftings on those vessels, and it pollutes them. And it gets its power from the fear on that vessel while it preys on the victims that it's perpetrating. P-R-E-Y. Preys on them. From the fears to keep the whole stinking church locked into suffering. Can you imagine? So why do you think God said not to tolerate the spirit of Jezebel? Because it pollutes, and especially if it gets into the head of a thing. I don't care if it's the nation. I don't care if it's in a church. What happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. So the whole church gets into a lurch. And it gets dysfunctional, dirty, muddied waters. That's why God said not to tolerate it. The Lord said this then. I'm now bringing out, I'm now bringing you out from amongst them, Abraham, the bride, that's you, so that you could dwell in the bosom of the king as a friend of my sufferings. Because you chose to go through and learn my ways again, as Abraham did, in order to expand, <coughs> pardon me, and protect those coming to him. Remember, he was told he was going to be a father of many nations. So that I could prolong their days as a nation. Or to grow again in me. But remember what I told my friend, Abraham. That he would be the father of many. But so shall my bride. The true mother through the Holy Spirit. Help many. Those wanting to grow up in me through my spirit. So that she might be a mother to many. Despite what I brought her through. And bringing her back to my ways. Back to the ancient of days. Hope that made sense. I can reread that. Let me say it a different way. God had a conversation with Abraham and he told him on the beach, he said, you know what? See those stars in the sky? He goes, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. That was earthbound information. What we're talking about here is the spirit, the Holy Spirit. God says, I'm trying to get you out of your flesh to get you unstuck, unearthbound. So you can be crowned with the latter glory to be seated beside me in heavenly places as my bride with a brand new story with latter glory ruling and reigning abilities on you. Okay. But you've got to come out and get rid of you. You've got to get unearth bound, unstuck. You've got to choose to get free. So you see, you do have a choice in suffering, says the Lord. <clears throat> Pardon me. You can believe what the enemy of the earth places in front of your flesh, or you can believe me for a better way. <clears throat> I am so sorry. 
which causes sufferings to push you through into the ancient of days. Back to me. Back into the king of all truth. Will you begin to see who I say I am while I point out things in you that keep you from the truth? Or you can just believe any old thing. While being led away to serve what you feel you deserve, which isn't the heart pursuing love from above. It's a heart pursuing the fleshly desires below, which keep it low and out of the spirit. I've said it a million times. We're not done yet. I said it a million times though. The Lord said, there's a way that seems right to a man. But it's in his death. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help me to articulate this too, please. Please, sir. And I don't know about you, but when you're learning to get your time realigned, you're learning to get your clock reset. If you're going to be a son and daughter of Issachar, knowing the signs and the times, you're going to have to learn a few new things. And by the way, it's going to challenge your religion. It's going to challenge everything you thought you knew. And a lot of people would look at that, and that's the ones that are stuck in the flesh. They're like, oh, no, that's new age. Oh, no, that can't be God. Want to bet? God said. Sorry, I need some water. God said. He told the disciples before he left, he said, when I leave, you're going to do even greater things than I. That's a brand new thing. Brand new move. Brand new idea. Okay. So if God were to operate in an old wineskin. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Um, that would mean that he were operating under the structure where he would wink at sin before he used to. But if we're going to come back to the truth, if we're going to come back to heavenly things, back to love, then guess who's going to have to step into higher things from above, back into higher spiritual laws. And guess what? You don't get away with things like you used to get away with things when you're earthbound. God won't wink at your sin. He's saying, I want you to come in, but if you come in with that mess on you, just like Aaron did, or Aaron's two sons did, mm, strange fire, guess who got struck down for disobeying the Lord and what he told them not to do? He, he has a protocol in the way and the things that he has us do. You have to get dressed appropriately to come before the king. He has a specialized way that we approach him in higher levels. Like certain spiritual laws are activated as we move through the clock each year. And as we move, being seated beside Christ in heavenly places. Hello, it's in the cosmos. God says, earth is my footstool. What do you think the cosmos are? That's heaven. That's the atmosphere. The science world calls it outer space. That's where God clock, that's where his clock actually exists. Is within where the shepherds used to follow the sun, moon, and stars. They're following them, being knowing the signs and the times. That's all they had to tell time with. You're going to have to learn a few things. You're going to have to learn to wrap your head around new terminology. Go look up the Maseroth. It's in the book of Revelations. That's God's clock. The Zodiac clock. Most people say, that's new age, Dr. Missy. I'm not into that. But you're born into that. God created everything, by the way, until it was hijacked. It was hijacked by the enemy. And now witches and Satanists use it. That's the devil's clock. That's the flesh. 
Then you get redeemed. You get saved. And God pours his, he puts a super on your natural. He puts his Maseroth on your Zodiac, on your person, on your sign, whatever your fleshly person was born into that month. And you get a new name, Jacob. You get a brand new name. You learn how to tell time God's way. You come into a tribe. You find your tribe. Benjamin, Asher, Manasseh, Zebulun. I can list them all. 12 of them. Dan, find your tribe, come inside, connect with the Lord that way. Those 12 tribes are the 12 aspects of God's personality. You're going through transformation, right? Trying to be transformed more into Christ. You move through time every year to try to become more Christ-like, but you have to pass a few tests while you're moving through. Okay, I'm way off, but now you get where I'm taking you, right? You get where God's taking you? So, the Lord said this. He said, so you see, you do have a choice in your suffering. You can believe what the enemy of the earth places in front of your flesh, or you can believe for a better way. Spiritual way. Operating in the things of the Spirit. Coming up and ruling and learning to reign beside him in heavenly places. Which causes sufferings to push you through into the new. Back to the ancient of days. Back into all truth. Where you can begin to see who God says he is while he points out things in you. Things that have kept you from the truth all your lives. You get a new paradigm. You get a new reality. And you know, realities are very, very real. Because realities, I don't know about you, but you look in one dimension. Okay, you see your life, you're with yourself 24-7. So you're looking at life and you're looking at a reality. If you're in your flesh, that's all you can see. Let me give you an example of this. <clears throat> when God brought me out of TV and film, I uh, had a very limited perception about myself. I had a very limited reality. I would, I because of low self-esteem, believe it or not, even in film, I, I had very low self-esteem because of unhealed issues in my life, and so that my reality, which was limited my 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 future was limited because i couldn't see myself any farther than a certain place or status until god began to heal me of a few things and he began to show me how praying the word could take me into places i'd never been before that recreated brand new realities for me you understand that's how you become transformed so just because you can't see yourself in the natural, in this dimension, in this reality, uh, where you, where your heart desires to be, you're not there yet. So the only way to get there is to get free from you so that you can actually have those doorways unfold before you or those, that new reality unfold before you. Let me give you another example of that. So I came out, I was using my gifts in the arts because I was highly gifted. I used to be a designer, a costuming designer. Loved it, still do. I still love designing tremendously. I use it in other aspects. That's why you see all these backgrounds. I, I have to have art in my life somehow. So that's why you have all these crazy backgrounds. <clears throat> it's just my artist coming out. Pardon me. But I'm also highly analytical. I'm right and left brained. And then I had to learn that about myself. So what does God do to teach me these things? He takes me into an office management job. And, and before I entered into the film, I used to always think, okay, my, my, my parents would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, a flying waitress? I don't know. That sounds terrible. 
<laughs> Maybe not. I wanted to be a stewardess at one point. And, and, then, and then I thought, I don't know. I didn't know. And I said, maybe an office manager? I was just shooting things in the breeze with my dad. My dad said, okay, why don't you go think about that a while and then come back to me. Get back with me on that. And so I, I, I thought about it, but even in my limited perception of myself, I struggled in self-confidence and I struggled in being able to see myself successful even in this position that I had told my dad about, my parents about. And and that was as far as my faith could take me at that level or on that dimension. My faith was only that mature. So long story short, though, God began to show me while I was in this job because I had a terrible fear of losing my job because of ADD, ADHD. I'm severely ADD, ADHD or was. I'm not anymore. I'm not going to claim that anymore. Um, so I had this terrible fear of losing jobs. And that I couldn't, I wasn't smart enough to do the job. So God began to show me the truth about me. And he said, I'll tell you what, Missy, this is what I want you to do. He goes, I want you to write down all your to-dos every day. Write all yourself a list. Then I want you to put it on your calendar. I want you to put it in your phone and write it down on your desk. Every day, every day. He goes, and if you miss anything, I'll help you along the way. And every single day, I'm not lying to you, for eight and a half years, the Holy Spirit would tell me, do this. I, if I'd miss something, Missy, don't, don't forget to do that. He'd drop it in my spirit every single time. So much so that I became so proficient in my job. I went employee of the quarter five times in three years. I got eight pay raises in eight years. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what happened to me. And he made me look real good. Let me tell you, God will make you look real good because it wasn't me. It definitely wasn't me. It was him. And so in that whole process, I started seeing myself through a brand new lens. I started seeing And I started seeing a different paradigm, a different dimension and seeing myself moving ahead in time and realizing this isn't the end for me. This isn't all God has for me. And so this is what God is trying to show you as the bride. Don't give up your dreams. Don't stop here. You're at the finish line. Don't. If you need, if you're needing a little bit of a boost to come on through, the Lord says, get rid of you. Get deliverance. Get rid of you. Plan. Am I talking about a little dabble, do you? We spent 10 years. We still do as a team. 10 years, four days a week, getting free. Every single time we meet. All the time. Deliverance is a regular part of our schedule. And it's going to become a normal part of yours if you want to accelerate and come on through. This is the key. So let me get back to this. That was way off script. So the Lord said this. He said, you can do, you can come back into the kingdom, you can just believe any old thing, which will lead you away to serve what you feel you deserve, which isn't the heart pursuing love from above, it's the heart pursuing fleshly desires below, which keep it low and out of the spirit. It limits you. The flesh limits you. You cannot have your dreams without getting free from the things you're currently residing in. Could it be you're your own worst enemy sometimes when you get stuck in the old by and by and the way things used to be? God's saying, get rid of those realities. Get rid of them. Come closer to me and you'll see a whole brand new dimension of things that you thought could never be. And let me tell you, it's true. It is so true. So this is it. So then Jesus told me this. Do you know why I gave you a prophetic word to hold on to? He gave a lot of you prophetic words. 
It's because the truth will always be the truth. So as I have you begin your journey walking with me in suffering, as you pray your way forward, holding on to the truth that I told you, <clears throat> the enemy will start pummeling you with non-truths. And I know, and I can sense it in my spirit with some of you, like, oh yeah, we know that. No, you don't. You don't know where God's taking. Let me tell you why he's allowing the enemy to pummel you. He's allowing the enemy to pummel your truth. He showed me this the other day when I was at the gym. Because as you move forward in time, the only thing that will stand in the end is the truth. The truth will always be revealed. Ephesians 5.11, your sin will find you out. Not that you're in sin, but it's the truth. The truth will always be revealed. Whether it's a prophetic word God gave you, whether it's something somebody did to you, but this, the truth, God will always stand especially if his word or his name is being put or having a demand placed on it. God, you're, you got to do it for your namesake. You told me this to the prophets. You got to do it. Or, you know, let, let God be God and every man a liar. That means let the truth be the truth and the flesh fall to the floor. That's what he's saying to me. So here it is. Lord, let the enemy start pummeling you with non-truths to help you develop the mind of Christ. You're being transformed through time. And the more you get away from you, your flesh, you begin to come up into heavenly things. So your spirit man begins to see as Jesus sees. You stop seeing through your limited reality. Your flesh limits you. It keeps you in the here and in the now, in the old by and by. But when you start coming up and out, you start getting a different perspective. You're looking from the bird's view down. And you get an overview of everything. And you start learning about the secrets of the king. So your spirit man begins to see as Jesus sees while you hold on to the truth and what I told you. So no matter what many lies you're pummeled with in the climb into heavenly things, only my truth will stand the test of time. Because you live by season of seed plus time equals harvest. Does, does this make sense to y'all? So my word be which goes forth from my mouth, accomplishing what I desired, succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Amen and amen. That's from Brett Starling from Australia. Right now. You need to go catch him, by the way. He is one of the speakers for the morning shot. He and I are going to be talking a lot about what's coming to America. He's going to be back in February to talk to you guys. I'm going to catch this. I also want to catch Micah Turnbow. It's going to be here next month. Another prophet. We're going to be talking about heavenly things, about the new move. And then in November, Apostle Craig Wells. He's going to be here too. Track with God. Make sure you're tracking with God. Make tracking with God. Don't give up. Don't let your sufferings defeat you. Don't let your physical fatigue defeat you. Pace yourself. I know I'm not 20 anymore. I still go to the gym and I work out and I'm trying to be my best, my, my be the best me possible. Pray for me. <laughs> I do like working out. It's fun. <clears throat> but um, anyway, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the Lord, more importantly. Don't you dare. Let me tell you why. Because you're almost there. You're almost there. 
I'm not lying at all. But the bride, the best news of the day for you, and as we wrap this up tonight, stay aware and stay close to me, says the Lord in your suffering, so I can make you more like me. And the Lord says there are several things going on right now as we wrap this up. That many of the bride, this is the truth, and for many of you leaders, you need to listen to this. A lot of prophets out there, and you may say, you're a false prophet, could care less. Could care less. The truth will always prevail, and I'm standing by the truth. But some of your clocks need to be realigned. Some of you need to get free from you. Because your gifts have been polluted and you're speaking half-truths. And a lot of you are really prolific uh, and very articulate speakers. You've been around for a while, but you're off. You're off. And how do you know when people are off? Because they start prophesying what each other are prophesying. They're not going to spend time with the Lord to find out what he would say about a thing. So you've got to seek the Lord yourself. I'm not being mean by saying these truths. If this offends you, I told you before you came on my podcast, you're going to get offended. Let me tell you why. Because if you're moving closer to God in time, guess who you're coming closer to? The truth. And love, not, not just... Not just love itself, not just God flying around like a little cherubim on a cloud. You're coming closer to all truth, higher spiritual laws. You have to align in time, which means you have to get free from you in order to, in order to climb. But this is what the Lord said about three fourths of the bride, and not the bride, three fourths of the church. The, the church, a lot of it's considered a fake church right now, but not the true bride. There's only a small remnant that's a bride right now that came through the trust test and it's operating in the season of seed plus time equals harvest. But that many of the bride have to have their or have had their clocks out of alignment until they decided to get free from self. So this is actually the description of the church now. Many in the church have had their clocks out of alignment. Let me restate that which is causing them to misperceive the times. Yes, we're heading into the end times, and yes, we have some symptoms of end-time behaviors, but because of most of the church operating in the flesh, they're speaking cursings over the nation or demonic realities. When God is trying to teach us to rule and reign and change a thing and force things back into God's timing. Remember that box around America and those 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 TV screens that I was talking about at the beginning of the, beginning of this conversation are limited truth. What do you think that what you, that's what that pertains to? Blow the walls down. Blow the walls down. Come up and out. Learn how to tell time by getting free from you and getting your gifts cleaned up. Meaning. The enemy's trying to come early, ahead of schedule. It's not his time. The latter glory hasn't come yet. And by the way, the former glory lasted over maybe over 100 years. Maybe a little over 100. So that's twice that. Kat Kerr said she saw 300 years in the future. And Jesus still hadn't come back yet. 
I've seen into the future too. I've seen flying cars. Crazy. It's crazy. And now I found out they're developing them. <laughs> so here we go. The enemy's trying to come early, ahead of schedule. So you have to choose to align and quit agreeing with the devil. You're creating demonic realities with your words. You fivefold ministers who won't get cleaned up. And by the way, I'll talk about that here in a second. You know what I'm talking about right now, God? Okay. When you refuse to get cleaned up, you know why some of the prayers aren't getting, aren't getting answered over the nation? As a matter of fact, our teams have been going in and cleaning them out. In the second heavens, there's so much crap being released in the atmosphere. You're making the angels think that they're spiritual schizophrenics. Yes, no, maybe so. If not, we won't go. Because they have fleshly people, fleshly church people, releasing the word of God in scripture because they're not delivered. They're abusing the spirit of God. By the way, God is the word. And they're using it for malicious purposes. Well, I'm going to teach you a thing. I'll put the word on you. Where's the love in that? There's no love in that. How can you say you're God's child and act like that? Now, there is correction, and God will discipline you. You come across a true prophet like myself, if you hit the 11 o'clock hour of the tribe of Manasseh, most likely you're heading into judgment. That's the fourth quadrant of time. Time's getting late by that time. He's has already had expectations of you prior in time to align, and you chose not to, many of you. So now you're heading into the 11 o'clock hour. If you hit 12 o'clock, judgment's there. Just like that. So the fourth quadrant, C4, are in the highest parts of God's heart. This is, this is a way deeper conversation, but this is layered learning. So when you hit the fourth quadrant, though, there are higher expectations of you, if you even make it through C3 or C2. Because you have to pass through the eye of God's needle first for him to inspect you. We've talked about that a million times. Track with me starting in January. You'll learn about that. But so we have the church now in a lurch. And they're believing that oh, it's, we're there. It's at the end of times. So they've got all these prophetic vessels releasing all this crap into the atmosphere. Your words are anointed, by the way, if your vessel's anointed. But you're in the wrong time. So you're Helping to put this nation on a head-on head collision with the devil ahead of schedule. And I'm going to invite a lot of you, pull your words out of the atmosphere. If you don't, we will. We do. Because we get tired of all the spiritual schizophrenia in the atmosphere. And we command all words spoken by five-fold ministers, not of God, or ministers that have spoken out of timing, are misalignment, that are speaking their flesh, that are speaking their fears, that are speaking about the king's decree. We command those words if God didn't speak them to fall to the ground. That includes the occult. And then we ask God to clear the airways and release the true apostles' words, the true prophets' words. We've been doing it lately. God's kicking the enemy's butt all over the battlefield right now. Yeah. Go get him, God. Go get him, God. Hallelujah. Thank God for you intercessors out there. I love you guys. Woo! Go get them. Go get them. As a matter of fact, let me just tell you what they're doing lately. This is how you're going to take all these mess out of the atmosphere. What you do when you clear the airways, what you do is you ask God to collapse all times, dimensions, realms, frequencies, seasons, and cycles of the Spirit. That's an aspect of time. 
<clears throat> Numbers 14, 9. Write that down, please. And then you ask God to identify. You ask the true king, Lord, if, if you didn't speak these things, activate Lamentations 3, 37 through 38 in our atmospheres. Cause all this mess to fall to the ground. And then, Lord, please remove all these macro-micro spells above the true king's decree. Those true prophets, those true apostles, true intercessors aligned with you in time. Release correct timing. Release the true word of God over America and so that we can walk in heavenly things. Okay? I mean that respectfully. I don't have it all figured out, but that's what I've learned. And it works well. It's working good for me. He makes he'll, he'll make you look good, man. Jesus will make you look good. Although he gets the credit. He gets the glory. He's doing it through us. So that's what getting free from you does for you. It brings you higher. You get more firepower. And God hears you. If you're stuck in your flesh, do you really think your prayers are hitting and going up very high? No, because you're praying what you feel like. I just don't feel like praying today. I just don't want to do this today, God. I, I do not agree with Joe Blow over there. They have made me mad. And I want to, I am going to use the word of God on them and teach them some things. What are you going to teach them? That you're acting like a jackass and, and, and everybody sees it, but you? I'm being honest. Remember, I told you this was an offensive podcast. You got to get free from you if you want to come up into heavenly things. You do. That's the key to unlocking doors for everything God has in store for you. And I know some of you, if you're religious, I can feel your hearts going, I can't believe she said that. She's a heathen. She's a heathen. No, I'm just honest. As you come closer to all truth, and I am double truth, I can't help but be who I am. And he loves me. I love him just the same. I love the Lord just the same. But see, when you come up and you're stepping into deeper levels of love, you don't look at all the fleshly things that you think are so important anymore. You stop being superficial and you start looking at the heart of the person to where you can actually see them as God sees. Remember, Jesus is trying to teach us how to see as he sees, how to love like he loves. And everything comes into alignment then. Everything starts making sense. Let's wrap this up. So they're getting ahead of God. The Lord's saying, the enemy's trying to come in early. He's coming, in, trying to come in ahead of schedule. So you have to choose to align and quit agreeing with the devil. Or guess what? You get to enter into the end times early. And it's not time. It's not time. It's time for the bride to align with Christ and begin to rule and reign so that we can enter into God's glory. Pardon me, my nose is just. And then that's that's the first big thing. That's the first big thing. The second and last thing <clears throat> is that your enemies again who refuse to comply, or those choosing to stay in the, stuck in the old by and by. Guess what's happening to them? This is the reason why you need to enter in. Because those of the bride who have chosen to come inside, we're accelerating now, while those in the flesh, all enemies. Are digressing so you're passing each other and one of you's going up the other one's going down because they're misaligned 
So we're accelerating now while those in the flesh are digressing. So your enemies are being forced away from you in time because they refuse to align. So this is the power of alignment. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. And it makes me very happy. And, and I can finally really, really, the last couple of days, because it's been really, really hard to see because of all the witchcraft in the atmosphere. By the way, October 31st is coming up. So I need to also notify you intercessors out there. When all when we're when we come out of our high holy days, Yom Kippur was what yesterday. I think it was yesterday. They try to counter us. The enemy tries to counter us. So all this witchcraft is released into the atmosphere, which makes it hard to hear. And they're revving up for October thirty first, which usually means innocent blood sacrifices, sex magic, all this crazy stuff, moon magic, things that the church doesn't want to hear. But if you don't learn about it, then how are you going to counter it to take your nation back? So you have to learn a few new things, not just about time. Not just about time. Anyway, you're doing a great job, guys. I love you guys. Always know I do love you. And we're here to help you if you're an intercessor. Make sure you are collapsing the atmosphere and commanding all things not of God to fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 30, 70, 38. And ask God to release the true prophets, the true intercessors as we move through time. This is the way it's going to help you also align and also keep America moving in the direction God wants it to move in. But until I see you again, you go have yourself a great week. We'd say weekend, but I don't want to get ahead of time. <laughs> We're about three days out. Anyway, I'll see you on Friday and we'll go chat then. Okay. I love you. We'll be talking to you. Bye-bye.